Shabbat Shalom, everybody. It's our Friday Supernatural Podcast. Pastor Tim Karskadden here, Christian Center Shreveport, bringing supernatural stories to you to encourage you to believe for yourself. Today, we have an encounter where the Lord Jesus appeared to a minister, and then it changed his life and began to teach him about the provision and why Jesus died for us all. All right, let's listen in. blessed today because this is the day the Lord's made and we rejoice and we are glad in it. As always, we welcome you to our Friday Supernatural podcast. It is the 13th day of January 2022. Hard to believe. Or the half month's gone. I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week, just pouring into your lives, building you up um, in your most holy faith to move forward in this next era that we are moving into. Things are moving, they're shaking, but God is in control. You know that, but sometimes you feel like there's no control. Well, let him have it. All right. Well, bless you. I want to share a testimony today. I found um, uh, Dr. Kenyon Bridges. Some of y'all probably heard of him before. I'd never heard this testimony from him of when he had an encounter with Jesus. And there's so many aspects of what he shares that I think is applicable to all of us when you have an encounter with the Lord and what that means. And maybe you don't have a visitation like he did or like others have, but an encounter nonetheless with the Lord through its salvation, healing, deliverance, breakthrough, whatever you received is as real as somebody seeing the face to face of Jesus. Remember when Jesus said to the disciples, you know, uh, you know, they, they, he said, you're blessed, but more blessed are those who believe and yet don't see. So there's also a promise to many who don't even get to see him. Think about the disciples got to hang out with him every day for years, for three years, at least we think, and see everything, experience everything. And they struggled. How much more for us to, to believe in an invisible God in a sense, he's not invisible, but to us, he is. And that moves on the heart of God. Imagine somebody uh, just corresponding to you through letters and maybe phone calls, and you fall in love with them. You understand what I'm saying? If you Now, if you're married, you can't do that. But if you're not, I'm just saying you fell in love with somebody like that, and you never got to see them. Well, that's kind of how it is with the Lord. You have conversations with him, you read the word, and you fall in love with him. And you can. You can do that. Well, let's listen to this testimony. And then we're going to pray for you that you too can have some encounters. And, and some of the things he talks about, we want to pray over you. All right. Go. Hello, friends. My name is Dr. Keenan Bridges, and I want to tell you the story of the night Jesus walked into my room. You know, many years ago, I had been praying and asking God to give me an encounter. I was hungry and desperate. I was tired of just going to church and Bible study and reading about great things and applying biblical principles. I wanted to have a radical experience 
with God for myself. And one night, I least expected it. I'm sitting in my room, laying next to my wife, and all of a sudden, I see light burst through my room. And when I saw this light burst through my room, I knew that there was someone in my room. Now here's what's amazing about it. I felt him long before I saw him. The whole atmosphere of my room changed and I could feel it was as if heaven had invaded my room. And as I'm sitting there, I look up and I see this man. He has on a white robe. His face is so bright you could barely see his face. It was shining like the sun and yet he was so humble and so gentle. And he looks at me and I sit up and I begin to like gravitate toward him. The best way I can describe this is it was like love incarnated. It was as if he could see right through you. Every fiber of his being resonated love, resonated truth. He is the truth. He embodied the truth. Everything that he said and, and his entire presence was truth and love. And so as I'm sitting there, he literally just begins to gaze at me. I firmly believe that when we get to heaven, there won't be a lot of talking because we'll just know things. And so as I was standing there and Jesus is looking at me, staring right through me, I feel the presence of God, I feel the love of God. And then he reached into his robe and he pulled out his heart. It wasn't gruesome, there was no blood, but it was this beautiful heart and it was pulsating. And as I began to look into his heart, I literally saw the nations of the earth. I saw every tongue, every kindred, every tribe, and they were all inside of his heart. And the heart was beating with love. It was beating with compassion. And then I began to hear the cry of his heart. He didn't speak with his mouth. He spoke with his heart. And his heart said, people don't know me. They don't know who I am. They're mischaracterizing me. And I began to look in his heart and I could see women and children that were crying. I saw families and they were saying, God, where are you? And I saw people that were murmuring and complaining and, and they were blaming him for the problems in their lives. And his heart began to weep because he said, they don't understand that I didn't come to put oppression on them. I came to liberate them from their oppression. I came to liberate them from their captivity. I came to liberate them from their bondage. I didn't come to destroy men's lives. I came to save them. And I remember the scripture in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And in that moment, I realized that Jesus he is our friend. He is the lover of our soul. He wants us to experience the abundant life. He wants us to begin to walk in the presence and power of God in a way that we have never experienced before. And from that day, friends, it literally began to change me. It changed the way I saw the Lord. It changed, it changed the way I perceived my circumstances because I realized that He was not there causing pain. When I went through rejection and hurt, as a younger kid and, and I had loved ones who died, it wasn't him who was taking them prematurely. It was the thief. It was the accuser of the brethren. And it put everything in perspective. And I'll tell you something, I believe in that moment, I received an impartation from God. I received an impartation of a spirit of compassion. The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed all the sick. And that was one of the beginnings, friends, of an explosion in my healing ministry. And I began to go all throughout the world 
taking the presence of Jesus, taking the power of the Holy Spirit to the nations of the earth. I've been on almost every continent on this planet, releasing the kingdom of God in a way that is changing and transforming lives all over the globe. I was flabbergasted. I was speechless. I was weeping. I didn't even know what to say. I couldn't believe that God would answer my prayer and allow me to have an encounter with the Lord Jesus. And from that time, I've had many, many encounters. And the Lord Jesus would teach me many, many, many things about life. In fact, I even remember one time I was praying to the Lord and there was a need for some sort of financial miracle in our lives. And I literally, as I'm praying, I close my eyes and I'm standing in this large, vast room. And the room had gold coins and precious rubies and diamonds and every precious metal on the earth. It was filled. Imagine thousands of football fields long, maybe hundreds of thousands of football fields. And there were angels on every single corner. It was, it didn't make any sense, you know, geometrically. It didn't make any sense spatially. It's like in heaven, the rules of nature don't apply anymore because even though it was so vast, I could see the corners and there were angels guarding the door. And I said to the Lord, what is this? And I heard one of the angels say to me, he said, this is the treasury of heaven. Many believers have not yet made their withdrawals from this treasury. So it's just sitting here. And I remember that time I said, well, Lord, I want to receive. We had a major, major, major financial need. And I remember we went to a, like a birthday party and we came back and one of our church members said to us, you know, I want to give you something. And they wrote us a check for $22,500. At that time, that was the biggest single check I'd ever seen in my life. And it came from understanding this revelation that everything we need has already been graciously provided. Friends, I believe that God is inviting you He's inviting me into a deeper understanding of who he is, that Jesus is not trying to hurt us. He's not trying to destroy us. He didn't come to destroy men's lives, but he came to save them. I'm a living witness that he is better than you think he is. And he is available to us. If we'll call on him, he'll answer us. God bless you. Wow, wasn't that encouraging? And his encounters with not only the Lord Jesus changed his life, but also the revelation of what the Lord has died for and provided for us all. When we see encounters with the Lord like this, and there are many that have had them. John, the Bible did. Um, Paul talks about this man, whether the body or out of the body, you know, was taken to the third heaven. We see these encounters of Isaiah something six where he sees the whole cherubim Ezekiel does too. In the first chapter of Ezekiel, you see that as well. So it's not uncommon for man. And remember this, God is no respecter of persons. Yes, they're in the Bible, but somebody had to write it down. But now there's multitudes of books of people who've had encounters this way. God's not afraid to reveal his supernatural realm to natural beings for specific purposes. It's never just to have an experience. It's always to change, transform, encourage, comfort, edify, just like what prophecy is. He does it for that reason. And then sometimes specifically, the one encounter when I was taken to heaven, he gave me my commission of much of what I do now in the earth. Now, so it had a purpose as beautiful and as wonderful as it was, 
It had a purpose. And I want you to believe if God wants to have an encounter with you, it is for a purpose. And he has an encounter. And the, the beauty of that is that he loves you so much that he wants you to not miss something and to walk in something that you had. Like he shared there, a little bit different was the, the vision of the provision of the treasury of heaven. And that is an unusual experience because not many get to see that. But I think the one thing I took from his testimony was that many of the believers haven't tapped into that treasury. It's in Luke chapter 16 that we store up in heavenly places or in time of trouble, angels will release that treasury to us. That's why we tithe and give. We don't do it for that reason. But uh, as you tithe and you give and you're good stewards of God's resources around you, you, in a sense, have a treasury bank account that in time of need, God lets the host of heaven release it to you for whatever you're going through. You know, when I took over as pastor, you've heard the testimony, I shared it before, we were in major debt and the church was really struggling, uh, barely pay its bills every week, pay its mortgage, everything else. And, you know, I just said, God, I, I can't live in ministry where we're just trying to survive every week. Lord, you called me to this. You made me leave a, a comfortable job, a comfortable company, a business, a medical business I work for, hospital. And Lord, you told me to do this. And when he, when I did that, he opened the windows of heaven. And within a year and a half, we were debt free. And we've been debt free for almost my entire ministry now. And that's what I believe God has for all of us. There was one time I had a dream. God was showing me a new facility we possibly could be building and purchasing and so forth. And I, and I, it was extravagant. I mean, the floors were just like amazing. I don't know. They had like inlays of gold and things like this. And I said to myself in the dream, this is too extravagant. This is too much. It's too gaudy. And I heard the Lord's voice say, what if I want to give that to you? And I, I was broken. I woke up broken by the Lord. We should never question God's prosperity and blessing on our lives. I wasn't asking for that. He was showing it to me. Now, I think if you get selfish and you start begging for things, cars, boats, houses, whatever, just for your selfish pleasure, that's a whole different story. But when God wants to bless you for a specific purpose, as it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, he gives man the ability to produce well. So what? That his name would be glorified, that everybody would know he's the God of our fathers. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that it would draw men to him, to cause men to fear him. So God would bless not just so that we can have, he would bless so that he can transform and declare something in the earth. Remember that. So as these encounters come to us, ever how they come, just trust the Lord. Okay, let me pray over you. Father, I pray for everybody listening today on this podcast, this Supernatural Friday podcast. I speak life over them, and I speak hope to their future. And I pray that, Father, as they're encountering with you, that you would transform their lives as well until they walk in the fullness of what they are called to walk into. Lord, I decree that over them today. I speak peace over their life. And I say, blessing, blessing come to them. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thanks for listening today. I love you guys. Shabbat shalom. Until we come back again next week, may the Lord's peace and his face shine upon you today. All right, see you later. Well, thanks for listening each and every day this week. I do want to make a quick announcement here. We are planning a trip to Israel in May. We also have an Europe aspect of that trip. 
where we'll be going to Amsterdam and to Poland, to Auschwitz, Birkenau. We're calling it Journey to Freedom and how the journey of the Jewish people and the people of God going back to the land of Israel started after World War II. Then we go back to Israel to where Abraham received the promise and the whole journey of freedom from being in bondage to freedom. All right, if you'd like to know more about that, contact us at info at All right, see you next week.